0: Ooh, welcome back to Thursday Night Football Preview, where we're going in-depth. 10-minute max. 10-minute max. <laughs> in-depth. Philadelphia Eagles are at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Philly is 6.5-point favorites right now. Vikings, Road Dogs, 48.5-point over under. I actually think Fandle just updated to 49.5, so they're expecting a lot of points. They're expecting some fireworks. Coming off of Week 1. I don't think either of these teams really played uh, a great game. Philly started off hot against the Pats, let them back in the game, squeaked away with a dub. I think their offense looked flat just because we got used to what we saw last year. You know, Philly, Jalen Hurts just scoring 13 rushing touchdowns in 16 games, borderline at a fucking uh, lock every single time he steps on the field. The over on a point five rushing touchdown markers. Is there anything more guaranteed in this world than that? You tell me.
1: Swap out your pick then. Maybe the free
0: square. Maybe the free square. That's a little freer. What we're going to do today is go through the general storylines of the game. We're going to talk about some key injuries. We're going to see how this thing plays out from a defensive versus offensive standpoint. We're going to talk about the trenches. And then we're going to look at some of the relevant fantasy players in this matchup. See where we have them ranked. Who we'd start over other players that might be on the schedule for the week. uh, And then take our favorite underdog squares, which we nailed last week. And we're looking to do it again. Do it again. More. Do Do it again. Never enough. Know you. Know us.
2: You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. So, uh, as we mentioned, you know, Philly's pretty heavily favored. They're, they're at home. And I think both teams kind of came out flat last week. Like the Vikings played against Tampa Bay. They lost they to the did. Bucks. They lost to the Baker Mayfield Bucks. A lot of that had to do with sloppy play from Kirk and just the, the offensive line early on. Lost a couple fumbles, interception, all that kind of stuff. I think one of, the, one of the biggest storylines of the game right now is the injuries. Because we have Garrett Bradbury, their starting center, is out for this game. Christian Darasaw, not out. He's been limited with an ankle, but expected to play. And on the flip side, Philly's kind of decimated. We got Kenneth Gamewell just ruled out the rib injury. James Bradbury out with concussion. They're starting free safety. Reed Blankenship did not practice Tuesday or Wednesday, so he's out. Yep. He has been ruled out. Nicobe Dean out with Liz Frank. So we've got a pretty banged up uh, Philly defense.
1: I mean, especially those two defensive players of Bradbury and Dean, I feel like those are big ones. I actually don't know who Blankenship is. Never
0: heard of her. Me either. But I just figure Robert when you're Rico, a good team and you're, uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought first. I was like, damn, their kickers out. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that ain't their kicker. But anytime you start losing pieces on your starting roster, I think Philly's a little bit thinner than they were last year in their secondary. They lost a couple pieces, so now they're starting to kind of pile onto that. I guess like obviously it hurts to lose a dude like James Bradbury, but I start to look at their defensive versus offensive line, and it's like if Minnesota's offensive line is kind of fucked right now right they're they're banged up they're they're losing players left and right Eagles' strength is probably their front seven getting to the quarterback will the cornerbacks and the safeties really matter that much in this matchup
2: i think jj is going to get his no matter what but i will say last year he didn't in this exact matchup i think it was thursday night football or it was something monday like that. monday night football he was shut down but i think the corners or the secondary being banged up isn't a matter of like who will win this game it's just how close it'll be i think the eagles are going to stomp them I think it's just that could be the difference of, like, one to two scores. We were talking about, like, the front seven. I think as long as not even the linebacker, just not even the linebacker core. If that D-line is healthy, it's it's over for Kirk Cousins. He's getting hit.
0: Yeah, that's my problem. They don't have a run game to take pressure off of Kirk Cousins. So if Alexander Madison's out there chucking up, like, 3.2 yards per carry again, they're going to be forced to drop back. If Philly knows they're dropping back, that's where it becomes – problematic for them i'm, I'm kind of hesitant i, I kind of feel like we're not going to see a lot of production out of the minnesota vikings and their passing offense just because it's almost i, th- I think it's going to be too predictable And I, I think philly's going to be able to put pressure on them despite being down in the secondary philly is down in the backfield though on the flip side of things so kenneth is out who was the dude who dominated the backfield touches last week at like 65 of the snaps 18 touches Rashad penny healthy scratch jenner's Swift got one fucking carry here now kenneth Gamble's out you have to assume that Rashad Penny's going to be active Boston Scott will get a little bit of play time.
1: I feel like this is beneficial for the Eagles. Now they can't use Kenny Gainwell. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, not that's, forcing that's him into so touches. So helpful for them. I, I kind of agree Probably with true. that too. Yeah.
0: What, why do you think Kenny? Why do you think Kenneth Gainwell got so much play last week over Swift? Is Swift just bad? Have we all nah, been just duped?
1: No, nah, I think it's just like Penny and uh and Swift are new to the system, and I think Gainwell is just like more trusted. But I think the Eagles would benefit from going with guys that even if they don't trust as much, they're just better players. Like I don't know why not else not would they great. be playing Gainwell. Like, like Gainwell fucking is, is
2: New to the so system, mid. like, he's a running back. Like, it's not like he needs to learn the schemes like a QB does. Like, I think I'm, I'm starting
0: to think Swift might just be bad. Yeah. He's now getting tossed around different teams and stuff. And, and now I keep my mind, I can't keep going back to, I can't not keep going back to just watching Jameer Gibbs play and be like, man, he makes DeAndre Swift look really bad as a running back every time I see him get a carry. So now I'm like, all right, Swift's on a second team, and now he's just not getting any play time. After all summer, it felt like every beat reporter was talking about how Swift is the guy that they want to feature, and they didn't fucking want to feature him all at all in week one. So we're at the point where we have no idea. I mean, there can't be a single player in the backfield you're comfortable starting this week.
1: Comfortable starting? No. No, Swift's still the guy I would want to own, though. They're they're still going to
2: get started. It's just, like you said, comfortable is a key word.
0: I mean, what? How big of a lead you have to be in for DeAndre Swift to be in your lineup? Like, are we even sure he's a starter?
1: I mean, with Gainwell out, I just I, it think he's he's gonna a get better
2: play. Like, I'm not completely fading him this week.
0: You're really
2: no
1: DeAndre Swift or Antonio Gibson.
2: I think I would actually go Swift.
0: I think I'm. I think I might go Swift there too. I don't <sighs> remember who the
1: command, Commanders are playing. Broncos. Tough D.
0: That is tough. Well, I like, uh, Josh Jacobs
2: was not great against.
0: Yeah, them. he got eaten up there. Yeah, Swift, I don't know, dude. With Swift, it's like, again, it feels like we're just wanting him to be something that he might not be. It wouldn't surprise me if a shot Penny started tomorrow. Wouldn't would it surprise you if Boston Scott started tomorrow?
1: That, I mean, I think it would. Uh, that would surprise <laughs> me, yeah. Really?
0: I don't think it would surprise me.
1: That that would be news <laughs> to me. I would they brought in Penny and Swift, and then they're just going to opt to using Gainwell and Scott, again? like— why even bring him in? No, Penny.
0: I, I'd yeah. be shocked if Penny was scratched. No, I think Penny's he going to be scratch. active for sure. He's definitely going to be active. I wouldn't. I actually like low key think Rashad Penny might get the start. Not that it means anything for touches because he could just come off the field right away. But if you had to, if you had to bet on who gets the most touches on the game tonight, who would it be?
1: Swift. I'm still going Swift.
2: Overall touches, not just carries. I'd probably go Swift.
0: I don't know why. I think I might take Penny.
2: Would you start Penny over Swift?
0: I wouldn't start either. There's no. I don't think. I don't think there's any world where either of those touch my lineups I'd
1: be less surprised if Penny led the backfield in touches. I'd be less surprised of that than uh what's his uh, fucking Boston, Boston, Boston Scott? Scott. Yeah.
0: I, I, I guess I'd agree with that too. I just wouldn't be surprised if Boston Scott started. I don't think like starting actually means anything in the no, NFL I don't anymore. Think does either. So it's like a but I wouldn't be surprised if he was a starter and then like Swift and Penny split carries there who's on the goal line who fucking knows who takes pass catching work who knows but they don't even throw their running backs to begin with so it's like I don't know I I think it's kind of a mess there I think you start your guys um any like surprises in the fantasy rankings as you're going through where do you have Dallas Goddard ranked? because I know you didn't really like him to begin with going into the year he had zero catches last week
2: I still have him pretty high tight end six I got him at tight end six and I got T-Hawk at tight end three you know I'm pretty high on him we'll get into him me talking about him in my slip a little bit later but overall I'm very high on both of these teams, as far as their weapons goes, Jalen Hurts is my QB one this week. I mean, I think that's fair. I think Minnesota, as, as you know, is the defense, free yeah. the free rushing touchdown that's six points alone. Yeah, I think uh, Kirk is my QB twelve. That's kind of where he was going in drafts. That's where I have him this week. I don't think there's any shocker there. Jay Jettis, Remember earlier in the week, I did have him at wide receiver one. I did bump him down to wide receiver three. I have this Chase week? and Tyreek over him. Damn, I, I, I'm pretty high on Chase. You get you know that. who is since he playing against uh, Baltimore.
0: You're taking Chase over Jay Jettis, huh? Yeah. With James Bradbury, yeah,
1: I think those other two slay. guys that you uh, you mentioned, both Tyree Kill and Jamar Chase, I feel like they have just as hard matchups, just as challenging matchups as uh, Justin Jefferson.
2: I would agree. I don't, I don't know. I just I don't really trust. You don't Minnesota trust Jefferson? I wouldn't overall either. Overall, this game, I, I really think the Eagles went from playing like their toughest, one of their toughest defensive matchups to now one of their easiest. I don't know. I'm talking about the wrong side of the ball here. I, I, I just can't see Minnesota move the ball in Philly all day, all night, like they want to. Okay, that's fair. I think think Jefferson's, like, going to have a sub-100 game. Sub-100 game. I don't know if
0: I'd ever bet against him in that stat line, to be honest. Do
2: you think Eagles
1: could just be suffering from a Super Bowl hangover? Do you guys believe in that?
2: I mean, they still won.
0: No. I think probably what happens is uh, I bet there's some sort of correlation. So teams who win the Super Bowl or get into the Super Bowl, when you talk about Super Bowl hangover, like, you know, a team that was in the Super Bowl— Probably there because they have a lot of good players on their team, and most of those guys want to get paid after that. So I feel like the shakeup of the roster usually is goes way under the radar. So I think a lot of players leave. Like they lost um, who's the D uh, D lineman? They lost the San Fran Hargrave. Yeah, Hargrave's gone. Chauncey Gardner Johnson to so the Lions gone, and, and I think
2: Miles Sanders.
0: Right, like, how's their offense even functioning at this point anymore? <laughs> so they, you lose players because a lot of players are like, good, we performed well, I did good, I want money, whatever. And it probably goes under the radar, I think, a little bit because you keep a lot of your star players. Like, Hurts, obviously, Larry, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. So I think they still have a great fucking roster, and I, I think they beat the Vikings. Also, but-
1: like, not to, to go to your point, they also lost, like, their offensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator. Yeah. I'm sure they lost a bunch of assistants. Yeah, that's another thing. So- I feel like
0: anytime teams are in the Super Bowl, their coaches yeah. are gone the next year. So maybe they'll take, like, a month or something to get, like, really... Back into the into the groove of things. I just don't think like Minnesota is the team to slow them down right now because they have a lot of parts missing. But going back onto fantasy, so we have Goddard tight end six. How um, do you
2: feel about Madison? I have him, like smack dab in the middle of RB twos.
0: I I haven't done my rankings yet to f- to know like yeah, what I'm names not, are behind I'm just them, them for, like a ballpark. Yeah, like our mid RB twos feels kind of high. If you're talking about like I'm a RB... little bit higher, I think okay. I think
2: I'll just score again. That's kind of why, I'm like
0: RB 16 to 22 range.
2: Yeah, I got him at like RB 18, RB 19. Yeah, he feels, feels too high.
0: He feels like an RB like 22 to five, you probably think? that range for me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the names off the top of my head. Who do you have surrounding him? Give me like yeah two spots ahead of him and then like five spots behind right, him. Let
1: me pull up. It just feels like Madison's going to be so inefficient on the ground, even if he gets like 15 carries. Is that, what's that going to equate to? Like forty fucking yards.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he's going to be inefficient too.
1: I think that's going to be the story of Madison almost all season long. Honestly, with this Vikings line.
0: Yeah. So I
2: got him. I got him at ahead of Brian Robinson, Damian Pierce, Najee Harris, Miles Sanders. He's in front of those four. Can you give me the matchups of those guys? B Robs against Denver. Damian Pierce is against Indy, Najee versus Cleveland, Miles versus New Orleans. Those
0: are all tough matchups. I Yeah, I, I guess when you look at it from that lens, I don't know if I have anyone that like clearly stands out to me. I think I would go back to Damian Pierce again. He's not someone I, w- I really want to panic on yet, but I, th- I think he's probably in that tier with all those guys. I kind of like Brian Robinson too, even though he's in a tough matchup against uh, Denver. I think he can catch passes, so I'm not like too worried about the game script going southwards, but I guess if that's the group of guys who are like RB2s this week, then... Madison can be up there, and I think it's more so like a coin flip before you put him. What about Jordan Addison? You have him in like the startable range of wide receiver threes.
2: He's that's pretty much where he's at. He's like at the back end of wide receiver threes, to be honest. Right now, I have him as thirty six.
0: That feels right because if like Darius Slay takes a lot of Justin Jefferson, it could yeah. open up Addison. But I do caution people again, like Osborne is running yeah. way more routes than him. Doesn't always equate to production. And this, who knows? This could be the game that they're like fuck it Addison let's let you rip but for now he's still the wide receiver three and we see this a lot with rookie wide receivers. so if you don't make the big play if you don't make that 40 yard touchdown catch you're you're looking at like three for 25 more often than not I think so I would uh I would definitely be cautious with Addison right now until we see like the snap counts and the routes run really rise there
2: but wasn't I'm going off of gut as my source didn't he keep saying like if it was in two wide receiver sets like it was always Addison and JJ
0: KJ Osborne ran, he was a 95% snap guy last week. All right.
2: No more of that. <laughs> Just edit that out. That's what got wanted. That's what got dreamt about okay, on Sunday she's... night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of like fringe players. This feels like a game of like, you know who the studs are. You start them. Everyone else is kind of borderline and you have to be kind of desperate to get them in there. I'm excited for the game overall, though. It's not like a shitty game. I'm not looking forward to a lot of Thursday night games. I feel like fall into that category.
2: Yeah. Uh, un- I didn't. This is like such a bad, like actual stat or logic, but. Fading J-Jet is a little bit, just putting him at Y-E-C-3 because of Kirk in primetime. Like, that's that's okay. still a thing.
0: I mean, it's some, it's something to be mentioned, I suppose.
2: Yeah.
1: Kirk's honestly underrated in primetime. Is he, though? I think he is. It went
0: so far. and uh, He did have, like, a really big game last year on primetime, did
2: he not?
1: I don't know. I just know that. I don't I remember like any right. specifics. I just I just know that primetime games, Kirk Cousins against spread, 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. I, but I think his
2: record's, <laughs> like, 2-9. and a- He's
0: always answers. bad for teams. Like, he's always bad for the Vikings, but he'll end up throwing you up, like, 26 fantasy points with 344 passing yards, two touchdowns, just because the team's always down so bad and they need to, like, chuck the ball a ton. That's why I kind of, like, like Kirk, I, um, I ended up making the dynasty trade today for Jared Goff. So I gave up Jared Goff. I got George Kittle, a second, a third, and Taylor Heineke.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah.
0: So we we maneuvered around a little bit. Um, But I feel like I reloaded with picks. Now I have three seconds. I have three thirds in the next rookie draft. So I feel all right about it. But we were going back and forth on Kirk. And I was like, I like Kirk more than I like Goff in Dynasty. And I don't know if that's a good take or not. I like him for this year at least. But Kirk is kind of old. And I feel like. Kirk is so old. I'm already regretting. How old is Goff?
2: He's got to be 30 by now, right? Goff's like 30, but he's probably
0: got like three, four, five years ahead of him, I think. I probably shouldn't have made that. I think the
1: Vikings are. Gonna move off of Kirk Cousins after this year. But
0: he'll get a job somewhere. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. But He's
1: I, 35.
2: Wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't. Future like, Atlanta Fell. Yeah, but, but he'll be like a. S- he'll be
1: like the. Matt but Ryan on the Colts. That's the
2: thing. Is he a guy sure. that calls it at thirty-seven, or is he pushed forty-one? Like but that's but a... Kirk
0: hasn't Kirk hasn't shown the Matt Ryan like when Matt Ryan was toast, it was so visible.
1: But I feel like it was only visible when he was on the Colts. Like I, I, it was he had a spaghetti
0: arm in Atlanta. I just thought the the rest of the team of the Colts could rate. Like we, I was like, oh, they have like a really good offensive line. Turns out the Colts offensive line was not good whatsoever. Sure. He was like a game manager at that point in his career. Matt Ryan was on an elevator by the time he went to the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> I'm not sure Kirk Cousins is that either, but Kirk's arm seems to seem. Seems to have been fine. Like, have you seen any decline in arm? He might not be a good player, it, it, whether or not you believe that, but his arm feels like it's been the same for eight years. That's fair. That's fair. You know, we're Matt Ryan, as someone who like watched him day in and day out. I just thought he would be serviceable for the Colts, but his arm like was certainly on like the decline. Well, hurt
2: just set, like all his career highs and attempts, right? Yeah, by far, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Is That good or bad? I mean, good Probably in bad. the fact that he can still do it. Just getting
1: more wear
0: I and mean, tear. It's like Derrick <laughs> yeah. like <Derek> Henry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, might be deteriorating. Him, or tread but he on can the still tires. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Kirk makes me nervous. I also feel like Kirk's at that age where, like, one serious injury is just, like, dead. We're Maybe under. you messed up on the trade. Yeah, no, I feel I feel terrible. <laughs> it didn't feel good doing it. It felt one of those things where I was like, I'm just going for it all. And, like, George think- Kill doesn't make me feel good.
1: Yeah, you don't want to make a trade just to make a trade. Yeah, I did You might have done
0: that. I did that for mm-hmm. sure. All right, Underdog? Underdog. Oh. Underdoge? All right, well, first up, uh, they have a free .5 square on there for anyone new that signs up for Underdog using our code BDGE, as well as just tailing the rest of these three because... Awesome. Last
1: week we went three and zero,
0: and and that's predictive. Since we went three and zero, we're pacing out to go fifty one and zero. That's right? good math. That was seventeen three. times three. I think so. I think you're correct. Fifty one and zero. My pick for this week goes off of Jordan Addison. A lot of what I said before. I have lower than three and a half receptions. I think he finishes at three receptions. Again, routes ninety four percent Osborne, hundred percent J Jeff, sixty six percent Addison. Scored the big touchdown play. The other thing I worry about is like he led the team in terms of average depth of target. Uh, at 14 yards all the other guys even J. Jeff was at like 10 yards Osborne's at 10 yards e- if the Eagles are able to get to Kirk really quickly I don't think Kirk's gonna have a lot of time to take shots downfield I also think like if he's taking maybe two to three shots downfield they're way more likely to go to Justin Jefferson than they are to Jordan Addison maybe he gets one shot down the field but again we're looking at receptions here so I'm, I'm just gonna take the under I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the numbers and we're gonna let it fly like that
2: I, I, I like the, you didn't even talk about it. I just think the point at the end, he's going to have so much pressure on him. Like, that defensive line is going to destroy him.
1: See, my issue with this one, the square here with Jordan Addison, is I feel like Kirk Cousins is going to be slinging the rock all day long. I think even with the battle line, really all you do is just condense – your passing game, closer to the line of scrimmage. I think you take less deep shots. And uh, because their run game, I think it's going to be inefficient this week. I think you just got to throw the ball. You just got to throw the ball against the Eagles. You got to fight fire with fire. You know the Eagles are going to put up points against your terrible defense. Like, I have no idea if the the Vikings' O-line can block anything in the run game. So, you know, buy yourself a little time with some short passes. I like Kirk Cousins to go over... 37-and-a-half
0: pass attempts. Yeah, these are directly conflicting. I didn't, yeah. even, I didn't even realize that when we were talking about it before. Yeah, they
1: don't correlate. I don't know. Um, They're the anti.
0: They should make our odds better then. They should. If you should get a 15X on these.
1: I mean, this is what Kirk Cousins was averaging last year uh, throughout the regular season, 37 pass attempts. Uh, we just saw Mac Jones attempt 54 passes against the Eagles, and, you know, they didn't win the game. But I think as far as the Patriots' offense goes, like you can kind of consider that to be a, a success. Which is why I'm concerned about the Eagles, because honestly, I think the Patriots still stink, but they look good against the Eagles. So, yeah, I think I think Kirk Cousins easy. Got to throw it early, often, and just keep hucking up the ball.
2: I mean, he could throw a lot and just have a lot of incompletions. And yeah, have I have no idea if it's going to be
1: he could efficient. Have a lot of it incompletions.
0: Like a... I, I could see it being. I was going to say you could. I could see like 25 targets combined between Jefferson and Hawkinson, but even that does leave. A decent amount of targets to go elsewhere. I don't know. I just, I just don't really see Addison being a high volume player this early in, in the season.
1: He's going to be forced into it. Could be. He might get. He might get three catches off of like ten
2: targets. That's what we need. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need for yes. this live thing. of fucking beauty. <laughs> Such good efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my square is T.J. Hawkinson over eight point five five fantasy points. As a Viking, he's averaged nine point eight. And last week, he saw nine targets, eight receptions, thirty-five yards. That was extremely inefficient for his career average. He usually averages about 10 yards of reception. Last week, he averaged about four. I don't expect that low efficiency again. He's going to bounce back. It'll hit the mean a lot closer this time. And as far as the Eagles' defense goes, they gave up the most amount of fantasy points last week to Hunter Henry. And last year, they gave up the 11th most in general to all tight ends. It's just a below average defense when it comes to defending the tight ends, I guess, and fantasy points. Or really like T. Hawk, I I don't even think he needs a touchdown to get this mark. But if he did get a touchdown, we could, we could catch this in first half.
0: He just gets so much volume in this offense, dude.
1: It's, it's absurd. He gets target numbers as if he's like Justin Jefferson.
0: Yeah, like he's an alpha. Yeah, they're all just like such like they're just it's like here you know <laughs> you Kirk Cousins is like no you <laughs> you take the ball everything's like fucking six yards but he gets such high volume that yeah. Uh, it almost feels like his floor is seven fantasy points. All he has to do is be, like, a little bit good, and he's going to hit this number. Yeah.
1: I actually feel like his floor is kind of low because there he has had some games where he just gets not involved at all. But I think I like this number because he could hit this. and Like, it, it, he could be doing nothing for three quarters, and then in the fourth <laughs> quarter, like, just slam
0: it. Yeah. It's like all tight ends. You just need one, one score, your top five <laughs> you tight to ends on the fucking week.
1: Yeah.
2: Just get in there, TJ.
1: I wanted to ask. Real quickly about my square, though, because I have overpass attempts. But I'm also looking at Kirk Cousins here in Rivals, where he's paired up against Jalen Hurts in a few things. Kirk Cousins minus 12.5 passing yards against Jalen Hurts. Dude, I was looking at that. Mm. Doesn't that – that doesn't feel like a big enough handicap. No,
2: it doesn't. (laughs) I think Kirk could throw 13 more yards than Jalen Hurts. That's what I'm saying. I mean, (laughs) I feel like Jalen
0: Hurts – That is kind of wild.
2: If the game script is anything like we're expecting, where the Vikings are trailing and they need to throw the football, like, this is just – I wonder
0: if it. I wonder if it does have anything to do with like the lack of confidence in the running game. Like I wonder if they just expect Hurts to throw the ball a decent amount. And That's the Vikings' fair. pass defense is not good whatsoever. I yeah. kind of feel like that might be part of it too. But yeah, I mean, just like raw data, it doesn't really make sense because Cousins is probably going to attempt ten to fifteen more passes than Jalen Hurts is straight up.
1: The other one that I think is a little off is Kirk Cousins plus seven point three fantasy points against Jalen Hurts.
2: Seven seems like a lot.
0: It does seem. It like does. That's well. almost. They're expecting a huge game touches. out of Jalen. But Hurts, if Hertz is tell. like
2: QB two, QB one this week, that seven points probably won't do it. No, think so? it's like
0: if Hurts hits this week, it feels like he's probably going for like a twenty-eight to thirty spot. But I, like, I feel more comfortable with the first one. Okay, you but you,
1: okay, you said if he hits, that's a thirty spot. I feel like no in that here. case, like twenty-three from Kirk Cousins, like twenty-three. I'm not really it's an a an good Kirk game, in Kirk, but that's game. not like. Nah.
0: Not, like, high statistic numbers, no. I, I I don't know. I feel like he's going to disappoint. I just I just feel like he's going to be living under pressure this game, man.
1: Probably. I just feel like for these two rivals specifically, like, almost seven and a half feels like way too big of a handicap for Kirk, and then only minus 12 yards in the passing game feels like way too small of a
0: handicap. Seven and a half does – I mean, that's huge for a fantasy number, obviously, yeah. for, like, a QB. I just – I don't know. I, I'm a, I have a l- – Little lack of faith in Kirk, and Hurts just – his ceiling is scary. Hurts – because Hurts can put up those weeks where it's like it doesn't matter what his spread is, you're not catching him. Sure. That's like the thing, and he's like kind of do maybe for it, but if it it was like Kirk minus seven against someone, I'd be like there's no chance that he covers that spread because Kirk doesn't have the 35-point upside, whereas like Hurts any given Sunday can just blow everybody out.
1: All right, so between those two rivals and then the pass attempt, just straight up, you think pass attempts the mm. the way to go?
2: I like the yards. The you most. like the yard the I
0: think yard I kind of like the yards too. I think I do too.
2: Like I don't want to say it's a pick, like a pick, but like 13's not a lot. That means they're expecting like two fifty out of Hertz. 13's just not. Enough.
0: I like the yard. I think that's my favorite one. Okay.
2: I'm pivoting. Big I'm pivoting. Pivot.
1: I don't know. I haven't really looked at Kirk's like other. On for 180. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't looked at like other spreads. I don't know if this is considered to be like a wide one, 12 and a half yards. But do, it they, doesn't, have, doesn't feel do like they have
0: Hertz's yards on there raw? I think so. Hold on. Baby, I like
1: you raw. Hurts' passing yards. They project for 251. Meanwhile, Kirk Jesus. Cousins, 263. Can so we just take the under on that? That feels hot. Pivot yeah. again.
2: Just take the under on Hertz passing Oh,
1: man. Yards. That's true. Did you take – you, yeah. you took a Viking? You Addison. took a
2: Viking. You took a Viking. It's under on Hertz. You yeah, took a – so okay. we
1: we need to take an eagle. And honestly,
2: the free my – uh, I mean, square. the rival also does,
0: hit. does yeah, it. Yeah, the free square is an eagle. The rival – doesn't the rival satisfy? <laughs> the rival satisfies. Well, as satisfies long as it's like not a Viking because it could be any No, that's
1: player. what I'm saying. We want to take the Viking – we want to take Kirk Cousins' side of the rival, I so know. I think that it's counts as a Viking. That. Yeah, that's true. No, so – Are you sure? I, I think so. You sure? I mean, I'll try to punch it in now, honestly. Punch but that, punch that little baby. The other thing is, is like, punch the like baby. like we mentioned before, going with the uh, over pass attempts but under Addison receptions, like that doesn't feel like two squares we want to put in the same slot. No, hundred percent not. So I think I'm gonna pivot on the pivot, and maybe just go Jalen Hurts under 250 passing yards. Oh, that feels
2: Either good. that
0: or over 0.5 rushing touchdown.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> See that one feels good too. Then again, like I don't want to take I don't want to take an under on passing yards against the Vikings, no matter who you are. Right. That no matter that what was, line it is, no matter who that you was. Are, the I don't o- only
0: do... other thing is like we do we we don't really feel good about the matchup at all. We just are like Ah Hertz probably shouldn't get here, just for no reason, you know.
1: Yeah. Hertz can throw for four hundred thousand yards. So, he's this game. a goat. What
2: did Baker throw?
0: Not a lot. He just had two touchdowns. He's, I think he threw for like a bad. buck
1: eighty. So Jalen Hurts definitely going over two fifty then.
0: Jalen Hurts going to obliterate Kirk Cousins. Oh, all right. <laughs> All right. We're back. We're back.
1: We're back to the past attempts on Kirk Cousins. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins is just going to need to keep throwing the ball. We're going to
0: ultra not correlate the fuck out of this. At the end of the day, Still I don't hit. actually have a pick. Okay. Well, let's just pick the game predictions then. All right. We've got six Tony, and a half Tony points. Tony gets the free square. Six sure. And, <laughs> that, that <laughs> Lock works. him up. Six and a half points over under 49 and a half. Uh, I'll start with the under of 49 and a half. I like it. I, like I, it. I think it's a game where, like, Philly could score, like, 27. 30 points even, and then the Vikings could disappoint on their offensive side of the ball and put up like 17 to 20 points and not hit this over. I am kind of of the mindset that I don't think this will be a super large shootout. And the way that the over-under is set up right now, it feels like they're expecting that, which I don't know. When I think a shootout, I'm like Miami Chargers last week. I'm like, yeah. these are guys that are really throwing touchdowns, and I don't really trust the Vikings offense to be able to do that. So I'm going the under on that. Spread... God, is, is, are the Vikings going to backdoor a touchdown at the end to cover the spread?
1: If this was a full seven, I would say yes. If this was a full seven, to where I could I could at least push with a last second like garbage time, we made it closer than it seems. Touchdown, I would say yes. But six and a half, it's not the same. It's just six not the and
0: same. Six and a half. I'm pretty sure. Banged up.
2: While our p- our slip was good last week, I think we did horrible on the. Actual so because game. It, well because we all think the Chiefs. We were win. just
0: like Chiefs dominate. Chiefs do everything. Yeah. Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs, 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 Chiefs Chiefs in the lines just. Yeah. Cranking. And then I
1: think you actually went with the under, which hit. Oh, there yeah, you go. We yeah. were like one for nine <laughs> collectively, one for nine, um, but three for three on the slips. That's the, all that actually matters.
0: Slip. All right, someone else do their who who you guys got? Look, I, I'm going.
1: I'm going under. I'm I agree looking with you. I'm looking. At the under, <laughs> that is what looks good. I think when you get up to this, like, 50-point range, it takes two to tango. And I'm not sure that the Vikings are down to dance.
0: That's a good way to put they it. Could,
1: they could be shut down. And I also think the Eagles, they were sluggish against the Pats. And Pats have a way better defense, but they were still, like, kind of slow. And maybe it was raining. Maybe Pats' defense just is legit. But so, you, something about taking? me feels like the Eagles aren't going to, like, run up the score on the Vikings. Uh, gonna have so to... what are you taking? I'm taking the under, and then I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles minus 6.5, though. Okay. I think seven is the pivot point for me where I would go with the Vikings. I would, If I had to make a score prediction, I would say 24-17. Okay.
0: I think I'm going to take the Vikings points. I'm not really sure why, but I'm just going to do it.
2: I think the Eagles put up like a 35 piece. Like, I, I do think they crank up the score. I think TJ has a big day. Madison gets in the end zone again. I'll take the Eagles money line. I'll take – they can eat the points. Eagles spread? I, I had the Eagles minus seven when that was the original line. Six and a half, I'll jump on that even more than I guess. I, I think it's like 35, 20 type of game.
0: Damn. So you'll take the over 49 and a half still? Yeah. So we right. got under, over, under, Eagles, Eagles, Vikings spread? Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't. It, it's tough. I feel like seven is like the correct number to be at.
0: I straight up don't even like gambling on games. I just like doing the pick-up the props. Fantasy. Like the, the, yeah, the, the under- player, player props, yeah. 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 Spoken like a company man, but like it's the actually, games are scripted actually the so. truth. Yeah. Games are scripted, but Jordan Addison is never scripted. He's always lower. Take us away, Jamo.
2: All right. That's Thursday night football. Eagles take it down. The Eagles cover.
0: You did this last time. Wasn't good. Will you keep your phone on vibrate. It makes me nervous.
2: You keep it on silent ringer. Yeah, silent. I mean, yeah. Full I have, blast. My
0: my ring I have it on ringtone, but you've never once heard anyone call <laughs> me or text me in my life.
2: All right, take us away. No, take us away. No, no you. you Eagles over, Eagles cover, Eagles money line. Where do you we already
1: got your pick? Keep going. We said take us away, not take us back into the I'm recapping.
2: Pass
0: us away. Pass
1: me
2: away. No you. Finish me. We're out. Turn it off. (laughs) You told Jack earlier, we don't do outros. We just shut it off.
1: Fair. Like the Sopranos. We just cut to a black scene. We
0: should do that every video. This is the story of The Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.